0: Hello and welcome to Unofficial Art Therapy. This is Dr Liz and coming soon is Coomsy. This week we talk about sport which is a bit weird if you're thinking art and sport but as Regurgitator said music is sport and coomsy has got a background in sport. I've got a background being bad but enjoying watching sport and we talk a lot about the therapeutic aspects of sport and how that parallels to the art that helps us in our lives as well as always this is not official medical advice so please if you need anything do seek proper help from that position otherwise remember that we are on unceded aboriginal land and kimsey and i pay our respects to elders past and present thanks for being with us take care
1: hello
0: hello Dylan. how are you
1: I'm, um, I'm done, Are you done?
0: I'm alright. I'm
1: alright. Yes, oh, nice. it's um, better than, <clears throat> excuse me, than the previous two nights. Yeah, just last night I had forty-five minutes of deep sleep compared to zero and three. <laughs>
0: oh, how boring! I'm sorry, it's just boring.
1: Yeah, it's pretty ordinary. No wonder I couldn't function literally Monday or Tuesday. Jeez. That'll do it. Have to sleep, so better, but starting to feel the pinch. But uh, this is around about the time where I do every day. But at least sunshine, shining, looks nice outside.
0: Oh, that's good. Are you going to go for a? Is it? What's it called? A magic?
1: No, not today. No. Not today. Okay. No, Janine's at work. No car. Her family are out.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Taking Lola to her ENT appointment, and for a first haircut.
0: Oh wow, first haircut.
1: Yeah, telling going to be a very tiny bit off the back cause she loves her long hair. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you just got to get rid of those split ends, don't you?
1: That's apparently what they called them, yes. <laughs> I'm not an expert in the follicle field.
0: <laughs> We've well, got, you know, down the front. Oh, yeah,
2: know. I have. Uh, in the
1: front, I do. Well, okay. I'm,
0: to- I'm talking upstairs. I'm not, I'm not getting all... Oh, okay, right. Go,
1: yeah. yeah, no, I was going to say... <laughs> Well, I've just been doing some editing for next week, so um, <laughs> <clears throat> we'll
0: keep ourselves nice. Yes. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I uh, I need an editing tool. I didn't realise something happened. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> went, oh dear. Yeah. Exactly. And I thought I can't do that again. So uh, <laughs> thank goodness for editing tools.
0: <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they. Whoever
1: they... whoever created them. Oh, thank you. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Can, can you give me a preview of what, what it's going to look like, or you don't want to tell
1: me? <laughs> I'll tell you, but I won't tell the rest of the world. Oh, okay. Well, then we um, won't
0: record it. I'm recording, so maybe we'll wait. All right, then. People can, oh, just they wait. can wait. they yeah. can wait.
1: wait. Yeah, they can wait. It'll be up next Tuesday, whenever, I don't know, whenever we're doing this one. But anyway,
0: yeah, it'll
1: right. be up there sometime, and you'll understand what I meant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, do you want to talk to me? This is a bit stretching the, yes. the definition of arts a bit but do you want to talk should we talk about sport today
1: well listen I, I found that really interesting because uh last week a mate of mine posted something about football yeah and then i he was like you know i'm i can't remember exactly what he said but about you know getting out and enjoying this is what i need and i went mate we're actually considering doing an episode about sport because you know People use it, or, or can use it, or do use it as, as some sort of therapy. And he wrote, "Mate, absolutely, I do." And I thought, "Yeah, you're right," because different people use it for different reasons, and they get different outcomes. And and it, and there's so many different layers and levels attached to sport. Yeah. Be- because we can talk about the professional thing, and this is what he was talking about: going to watch Carlton play AFL. Mm. So. In that aspect, it's like, it's an end of the week. Here's my chance to let it all out. I can yell, I can scream. I can get all that out of me, the pent up energy. And then depends on your association to the team or the game and how much you love them and it. Mm. it in Melbourne, it dictates a lot of people's work. You lose and you're down in the dumps. And it really, you know, is a struggle. And And I admit, I used to be like that when I was a lot younger. Um, and then when I got a job working in the AFL, that very much changed. In because not because I was upset because the team actually lost and it made my way, but it could have impacted my job.
2: Right. Okay. <laughs> As,
1: yeah, because I was a talent scout. So you know, if you're not finding the right players, they're like, well, you blokes aren't giving us the right players. We're good coaches. Okay. Yeah. You blokes are just doing not doing the great work, and mm-hmm. and um. So it, it had that attachment to it. And then when you – I also – so that was a Port Adelaide. I'd, I'd done primarily talent scouting mm. in, in Melbourne, but occasionally they flew me to Adelaide to watch a certain player play because the group in Adelaide were half and half on this player. Right. And they go, we just need fresh eyes, someone who's no no attachment to the guy. Just see him play, let us know what you think. So it used to be great fun when they'd climb me over, put me up in a hotel. It was just wonderful then when it, yeah no it was great <laughs> i was loving the life and the mates and I'm, and this is where it was great because i had mates who vicariously curiously through me because they were just so happy mm. for me but i think they were also happy themselves because they could say oh, i've got a mate who works in the industry yeah, yeah and that's fairly rare and then if i get some inside info i'd pass on to one or two of them that was you know i knew they would keep it to themselves which they always did mm. and they were like oh mate, that's you know and they were wrapped and and they were happy for me when the team won and when things done well and and obviously with Port Adelaide in 2004 and Cobble with the Premiership which was and thankfully I was at the game Port Port gave me tickets to the game and I was allowed in the rooms for the game and um, on, I was standing there and I looked across oh guy Sebastian can you just won Australian old the year four so he was pretty yeah. popular yeah. my daughter was 12. So you can imagine who my daughter's favourite yeah. music person was, Guy Sebastian, and my wife loved him as well because he had a Christian background, and,
2: yeah.
1: and my wife, my, my wife does too. And I've turned up there, and there he was in the rooms, and I just thought he's standing by himself. I'm going to wander over. G'day, how you going? Like, oh, you know? Oh, and I had all my gear on. And oh, you work for a club? Yeah, What do you do? us He was like, "What? Oh, mate. So you found all these guys? No, no, not all these guys. No, no. <laughs> it's a group. It's a team. You know." And he goes, that's that's Petersburg, isn't it? Yes, it is. Brendan like, I, I so you want to come and say hello? No, no, no. <laughs> Let them do their thing. And this guy's going to sing the national anthem, and he's like, oh no, 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 no. He was all starstruck. Oh. And I was just stand there and chatting to him. He goes, so what? What's a what's the process that you do? And no, oh, well, we get sent to a game. We send in reports. We follow players that we think are good, and as a group, we make decisions at the end of the year. Probably spend a thousand hours. He went, What? I said, Yep, probably spend a thousand hours doing this wow. throughout the year. And he said, So that's your job? I said, No, 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 I have a job. <laughs> and then I do this nighttime and then full time weekends. He's like, Seven days a week? I said, Yep, pretty much for nine months. It's just that full on because we even used to go to training when the season started to see if we could just find this diamond in the rough, kid, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and anyway, standing there, I thought, oh, what the heck, i grabbed my ticket i said, say, hey, I'm sorry sure to do this, but my little daughter's 12-year-old, she is a massive fan of yours, so is my wife. Any chance you could autograph this ticket? Yeah, 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 sure. So we did. Anyway, cool, come, everyone get out of the rooms. The players just got to prepare and get ready. And you know, that was 45 minutes before the game started, so I wanted out. Found a phone box. Mm-hmm rung home, said Janine is Rebecca there, she can yeah. get and she had a friend Amber over, which is still her best friend from school, and they go on play dates with their kids, and it was quite remarkable 20 years later mm-hmm. and I said um, hey yeah, I've just been talking to that bloke um, the singer, oh, oh gosh Sebastian well two 12 year old girls screamed, didn't they <laughs> <laughs> what, how come I told her, and I said, and I, I got him to autograph the ticket for you Um, and I gave it to her when we got home and and Port Adelaide won, so it's their inaugural premiership signed by Guy Sebastian. I'd hate to think how much that would be worth now, but it was just a wonderful feeling and I remember when the siren went, when we won, I actually collapsed into my seat and went, oh, thank goodness for that. It was a sigh of relief Mm. that all the years of work that we'd worked had built up to that day and because the previous two years we'd finished first and didn't make the grand final Mm. and it was like, gee wish we've got to with this one or our jobs might, you know. And the... So it was a sense of relief rather than celebrate the victory. Yeah. And then I had to go home and watch it to celebrate the victory as a supporter <laughs>
2: um,
1: because it was a different attachment because after the game, went into the rooms and the feeling in there was just, you've ne- they always say that the 10 minutes after you win a game of footy with the group, is the most exciting because everybody is so happy.
2: Right.
1: And then your focus has got to switch to next week. Wow. But when there's a grand final, there's no next week. <laughs> there's no next week. So they were having drinks in there. Everyone was hugging everyone. You know, all our, our support group were all there. We were hugging each other and the coaches were coming over and congratulating us on our work. And we're like, this really feels, you know, great validation of what we've done. And, and then we had a big do that night. And I remember I was at the table with all the recruiting guys Mm. and then the players started to file in everyone's cheering every time they come in and one of the players walked up to the group at our table and said thank you for you guys he said because if it wasn't for you it wouldn't be for me getting this because you thought I was good enough so thank you and he actually put the medal around my neck and I went wow I I said can I have that and he He went "Uh, no (laughs) and that player I'll never forget because I I got on pretty well with him is Adam Kingsley who's this year taken over as the GWS coach. Wow. And I'm I'm really excited for them doing well because of him being such a great bloke. And yeah. you know, so there's a different attachment. And my therapy for that was very different to when it you know, when I'm just a spectator or a yeah. supporter like like I am now. When I went to Hawthorne, I was more involved with opposition a- analysis. So I was uh, watching the, the team that Hawthorne would play the week after, I would watch right. their reserve-grade team to see, like, who they might bring in. You know, I'd often sometimes get a call from the boss to go, hey, is there any chance you can nick out the training and watch the opposition? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, I was teaching sometimes. I'm like, um, okay, um, <clears throat> am I going to do this? Uh-oh. All right, this is your assignment for this week. Do that. close the book? Bye. Or. Couldn't get out and I remember I said to this young bloke who's a footy nut I said all I need to do is zip down Moorabbin see if you can see if a certain players training that's all I need he goes yeah I'll do it <laughs> 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 okay great and I'll let you out of this bit of today. alright yeah yeah cool and he ducked out and come back and he told me and I rang the boss and said yeah the guy's training thanks and then I remember scooting down to their training because it was coming up the finals we are playing at a final mm-hmm. and um snuck in there and well, not snuck in the gates are open, you, you open ground went in and um there was no one around i could hear noises inside but there was no one out training and i rang the boss and said mate i think i don't think you got the right day he goes uh, just can you hang around a bit more yeah yeah and then one or two players come out and i thought uh, they're not the senior core mm. and then this um two people in the tinkiller clothing come up to me oh hi oh, if you're just waiting to watch training you know they're not going to train today they're just doing some things inside so you might as well go and I'm thinking they're training
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> she didn't know who I was but they didn't want anyone to watch and I said oh no beautiful day got the day off work nothing to do I was sitting in the sun and she goes oh are you waiting from the train I went oh no not really I'm just sitting here in the sun beautiful yeah, yeah. yeah. and she goes oh yeah. I just don't want you wasting your time I said i oh, I can waste the whole day. <laughs> you know, and she went, and then four or five more players come out. I run the boss. And I said, they're trying to kick me out of here. He goes, don't go. Wow. You don't have to because it's open lap. I said, yeah, I know. He said, we got them. We got them. We just got to hope they all come out. Anyway, a fair group of them started to come out, and a couple of them were right near the fence, and he made just doing a little drill.
2: Yeah.
1: And I run the boss and said, hey, they are talking about the game. I said, I'm going to put the phone on the ground and let me know if you can hear them. Uh-huh. Picked it up. He goes, yes, I can. Leave it there. Well, I left it there. They're talking about a tactic they thought that we were going to employ. And this was gold. I'm sitting there with the biggest green. And then, you know, I picked it up. He goes, Got it. thanks, Ripper. Fantastic. Stay there. And then they come over and said, we're going to clear the ground because we're going to mark the lines and the smell from the paint is really bad. Right. And I went, oh, I love that smell. <laughs> And because they couldn't kick you out because it was open, you know, there's a car park we you come in because yeah. they had poker machines and a club there. I could have just said, oh, I'm just in playing the pokies. I just wanted out of Yeah. But anyway, it got to the point where they were really getting antsy about this and they were like, oh, we'd really like you to leave. And I went, but I'm, you know, and I rang the boss and he goes, yeah, don't cause a stir because then it might be obvious. Yeah. He said, yeah. so just go and see if you can see somewhere from the outside. Right. And all right, all right. So I left, wanted up this fence, and lo and behold, I could see right through into the ground. I'm standing there. Two minutes later, a Ute comes driving up sideways into the gap. I'm thinking, oh, they are trying everything to stop me getting a look.
2: Wow.
1: And then there was one other spot, and I got around. It was into the side of a house. So <laughs> I thought I'm going to have to go down this driveway and hopefully sneak through, and I did. And um, I could crouch down and I could see it perfectly, see it was training, got the message through. And the tactic they thought we were going to use, we flipped completely. Uh, Well, they did. The coaches decided to flip it completely. Yeah. Anyway, the game was in Adelaide and I'm watching it in Melbourne and we ended up hanging on, winning by four points, making the grand final. I got a phone call straight away after the game from one of the assistant coaches. He went, thank you, you superstar, you little bit. It worked. It worked a treat. Fantastic. Can't wait to see you next week at the Grand Final. Thanks for all your work. Right. Hang up. I'm sitting in my lounge and I'm going, oh, geez, that feels good.
0: That's so great, isn't it? Because the thing is, I mean, you know, there's the art to it, right? You know, the art... Hello, hello, puppy.
1: Sorry. Yeah. Buster. Uh, uh, hey, mate. <laughs> um, sorry.
0: Dogs and kids. It's all good. I don't have any kids in here today. So uh,
1: Someone's at the door, that's all right. Oh, he's not going to stop until I go. Yeah, you
0: go.
1: You go. All right, I wander to, to the door. Buster, shush, mate. Shush, shush, please. Please, please, please. He's a chihuahua he thinks he's a guard dog. But he's a good one. He's a good one. Saying, Buster. Yep, and he's right. Here's a package for me. I'll just grab that and slide.
2: It.
1: Oh, thank you. Thanks, mate. Not a good dog, eh? See, I didn't hear a thing. Oh, oh bang. Sorry about that. All done. Righto. We can resume. So, yes. I, I so, just, my my yeah. therapy is rather different <laughs> in, the, in that situation I was obviously...
0: Yeah, but it's so interesting, isn't it? Because all the strategy and stuff for it, like, oh, I mean, you know, it's, I just love the kind of, you know, some people, if you have been unkind, you could say, this is all pretend. You know what I mean? Like, it's all... It's all what's it for, but it's exactly what it's for. It's so that people have got something to focus on, so they've got something to talk to each other about, you know what I mean? So they've got something to kind of connect. The thing that I love about sport that I wish, you know, arts was better at or better celebrated at is it's intergenerational too, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's no problem. Yep. Our kids both had their Souths. Um, birth certificates before they had their actual birth certificates, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and um, people have got no problem with sort of saying, you know, this is the team I was born into, and I do this with my yep. family and whatever. But we don't sit there and do the same with other art forms necessarily, you know what I mean? And it no, was
1: very rare, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, no, I totally agree to celebrate it that way because I know you sit down when my son was little. You know, he he loved the fact that I worked at other clubs, and mm. he'd sit down and we'd watch the footy together and. We we don't go to theatre together, and it's not, he's not into that, and which I you know miss. And mm. um, but then you've got the other one who has no other supporter, has no attachment to the club as in employment, is just a supporter. Yeah. And I know how that can, and as you were saying, sorry, that association. I when I was I was working at a place in one of our suppliers. I'd ring them and I'd speak to this bloke and I don't know how he got, oh, I'm, I'm That's right. I was on a Friday real late. I had to ring him and try to get a part for the weekend, for the mm-hmm. following week. I was working in computer sales and they were a supplier and, and he sounded a bit rushed. I said, oh, sorry, it's so late a Friday, mate. I said, you're in a rush. He goes, yeah, you're just you know, heading off the footy. Man. I went, oh, me too. Who do you follow? Richmond? Me too. <laughs> and we struck up a chat. Yeah. And then when we called, we'd chat and then we called, call with chat and then um, eventually I ended up going to work at that company.
2: Oh wow. And
1: that bloke who was the phone call that was the great Peter B, who we've now been friends and for twenty three years and he was the man who started my bucket list and he's been the man that, you know, I I'd say him and Adam Hills were the primary two guys that uh, the reason why I'm still alive and I've achieved some of the bucket list things, all the bucket listings that that Pete done for me. And that was formed purely because we were talking about footy. It's
0: it's so great, isn't it?
1: (laughs) And we still talk about footy every week now. It's 23 years. I had a streak of 18 years, 19 years going to the footy with Pete.
2: Mm.
1: At least one game a year for 19 years I went with Pete. Wow. Until the pandemic hit. And I haven't been to a live game since because it's rather difficult at night times and Mm. walking distance and all that. But we had a 19-year run of going to the footy together. And that was purely just because we had that association.
0: Yeah. It's so great, isn't it? And I wonder too, because, I mean, I think the arts could learn a lot from sport or, I mean, funding and whatever too, because you also don't, you're right, like, fandom's just allowed. Like, fandom in the arts, particularly if you're talking pop stuff, I feel like people are treated like there's something a bit wrong with them. You know what I mean? Like, if you love, and particularly because it's the whole, I, I could bore you silly with the, with the academic side of it, because that's, that's what I do, sort of looking at fandom and all that stuff and how, you know, it's looked at as something that's childish and young girls do it, there's something kind of, you know, they'll grow out of it and all that stuff. And, you know, people, sort of, the whole screaming teenagers at musicians, is there something wrong with them? But there's nothing wrong with people that go to the footy and scream every week, you know? But, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: well, that's what happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, but also it's the same release. It's the same joy. It's the same frustration. It's the same kind of therapy, dare I say? You know mm. what I mean? Like, mm. I, th- yeah. I feel like it's really important to have an outlet. And I... Don't, and
1: I also think it's... Oh, sorry.
0: Sorry. No, I was just going to say... I think, yeah. I think
1: you're right with that, yeah. And the other thing that I find strange about that, what you're saying with fandom, with young girls screaming at their idols, mm. when it comes to sport, it tends to be reversed that older blokes or older women, their mm. idols are younger blokes. That's it, <laughs> Yeah. Especially now with the AFLW and the, and the women's rugby league kicking off, I mean, I love you know, my favourite. One of my favourite rugby league players is Brianna Clark. Oh
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Um, she plays for the Broncos. Unfortunately, she's not a knight. Which, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll let that slide. Yeah. But um, she's one of my favourite rugby league players. The way she plays is just incredible. And I and I mean, she's you know mid twenties, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm sixty. Yeah. I find it weird that, you, you know, a lot of AFL blokes, are oh, my heroes, you know, Dusty Martin, he's 30, and the people that twice his age. Yeah. Um, and then they've got kids yeah. that have them as a... So, yeah, the fandom in sport goes from age, I don't know, four or five, whenever they can recognise them, up to F-bed.
0: Yeah. Um, it's so great, isn't it? And I wonder if we... How come we're not allowed to do that in music? Like, I see, you know, my love of Harry... There's a lot of stuff that's been written about Harry Styles and how there are these older women that like him and what does that mean and is there something kind of wrong with them and whatever. I'm like, no, it's not. I mean, for me, you know, again, don't get me wrong, he's a pretty boy, but it's not. I reckon <laughs> I look at him and cheer him on the same way that you probably cheer on those young blokes on the footy field. You know, I'm like, good for yep. you. I'm thrilled for you. Yep. You know what I mean? The yep. and, it's, and I'm sure you look at them and think, aren't they, you know, beautiful young players and all that kind of stuff, but it's not you know nothing sort of dare I say it with music there's always an an expectation that it's sexualized somehow or something like that it's not that at all it's just like geez look at you being good at what you do isn't that amazing you know
1: yeah and then you see wonderful things for some of the musicians when they like Lizzo last night with that young girl you know like how how you know I love her but she's gone up another step in my estimation because of that and, you know, sticking it to the bullies and all that, which is wonderful.
0: Oh, so I was there for that. Do you want me to tell you the story? Yeah, go on. So.
1: We're, yeah. we're crossing over, but it doesn't matter because we keep saying crossing over is what art does. Yeah,
0: well, and Regurgitator wrote a song called Music is Sport, which I think is just. Okay. It's the truth. Like, it really is. Like, right. If you think about the difference, there's not really much of a difference in, in so far as you've got something that's got rules, but there's also something magic yeah. about it as well. You're training yeah. for it. You know, like if I'm ever trying to convince my students to do their practice, I'm like, if you were going to footy, you'd be expecting to train. You wouldn't yeah. think that, that was yeah. wasted that's time, right. you know? Or no. if you were going to the Olympics, yeah. you wouldn't want to be running the 100 metres for the first time, you know, <laughs> <laughs> on the day. You'd be <laughs>
2: I'll give it a shot. <laughs>
0: no, you'd be expecting you'd be putting some work in, right? So that's what, yeah. you know, all, of the, all the parallels are there too. I mean, the other thing I wish we were better at is letting music, Music participation at all ages and stages, you know, like footy Mm. clubs have got it sorted, cricket clubs have got it sorted, toddlers and seniors and everybody. There's you know there's room for yeah you're right, and we don't do enough of that in in the arts, you know, like there's little bits and pieces of community theatre groups and community music Mm. groups and stuff, but they're not given funding, they're not given respect. Oh, you know that really
1: drives me nuts. the The funding is just sorry. They should the arts should get. Billions times more because of what they do and what they give. Yeah, I really think they're underfunded by so much. and I, It's bear and especially because I know a few theatre people and I, yeah. I know how much they work and yeah. all the other parameters attached to what they do and they, they don't get nowhere near what they deserve, nowhere near it. Yeah. I wish there was a way. I really do. Yeah,
0: Jeez. well, I wonder if it's about that respect too because people kind of see the value of sport. Like nobody, you know, when, when community sport groups are put together, it's kind of fine if you just play on the weekend and you have a nice time and you yeah. walk away. Nobody's ever expecting you to play sure. the MCG. And I kind nope. of feel like, do we have to open up the parameters for that, for music, for art, mm. for that too? Just say, just go and do it, just because you like it. Not You never have to, yeah. or because it makes you feel... And, you know, we're looking at, you know, the, the studies are coming out now to say... How physically good it is for you. I mean, it's not you know standing in a choir singing is not going to give you a cardio workout as the same as running a, no. playing a game of footy. Fifteen <laughs> <you laughs> kilometres. No? Yeah, but it's going to give you. It's going to give you something. You know what I mean? It's going yeah. to do something yeah. for you and about building relationships and connections and stuff. And I mean, maybe yeah. that's maybe that's where we need to go. Plus, as you say, if we cycle back to Lizzo the other night, it's about yeah. that kind of finding your finding your place. You know. Like, like what yep. struck me, if we're talking about the same bit where I, I, was, yep. I saw her in Sydney on Monday night and this little girl was down the front, she actually, she spent so much time acknowledging the crowd and not just the people down the front, mm. but house lights up, people way up in wow. the nosebleed seats, you know, she don't want to see your signs Jeez. and everything, she's so good. She yeah. yeah, but this girl down the front who had, she could, eight or nine, I guess she was with her mum, and she had this sign up that said, help me with my bullies or something along that line. And so Lizzo said, come up, come up here, you yep. know, what are you, what are yep. you going to, and so she said, what are they bullying you about? And she said, oh, because I'm dancing. And she said, mm-hmm. well, first of all, do you want to dance for me now? Do you want to dance yeah. for all of us? It was amazing, Yeah, eh? and this girl's like, yeah? And she said, and what I'll do, if you're right, I'm going to film it, and we're all going to chant your name. And she said, so then if right. there are any bullies that want to bully you for this, they can see that a whole arena loved it and loved you. So she did that, and she filmed it, and then she puts her own head on it, and then she talks directly to the camera. Lizzo doesn't. She said, "Now, whoever's even thinking about bullying this girl, you got to go through me. You know what I mean? Yep, you got to go that's through me." That's the one Maine. they showed. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> it was so great. And then, so all of that and finished up. And probably what they didn't show was after that's done, Lizzo turns no, the mic that's off. That's all they showed. Yeah. So she yep. she turned her mic off, and she had this little chat to this girl, like still in the middle of the arena, and still. Everybody. So she's turned the mic off, and just had this private moment with her too. okay. And, you know, yep. we were standing there just thinking, you don't need to do this. And yet you do. You know yep. what I mean? She's clearly, she wants to yep. let, not, I mean, yeah, I'm sure she knew that was going to go viral and I'm sure she, and she wanted it to be recorded, right? She wanted to talk back to mm. the bullies. But the fact that she also wanted to say to this little girl, just as human to human, don't change who you are. You'll find your people. You know what I mean? Whatever she said to her, she turned the mic off. She wanted to have that you yep. know that individual private moment, whether it was just a kid
1: will never forget that day eh? no. All the kids' families and,
0: no, but also, and good honour. Any time it comes yeah. back, you know. But also the people there too, because she also hugged her and she yeah. said, she said to the crowd, "What are we doing if we're treating young people like this? Like we need to yeah. do better to treat young people better." And it's so interesting, isn't it? Because you just sort of think, yeah, like she's directly giving unofficial art therapy there right
1: <laughs> she's, oh, she's directly oh. helping this
0: girl but also that's the best yeah, kind <laughs> yeah that's it but also a in the power room. of a hug well yeah the power and she did she i mean she's very respectful too she's not like she if the girl i think was a bit overwhelmed she wouldn't have gone into it you know it was all very yep. much on this girl's terms but you're right you just think you know, you didn't need to do that, Lizzo. <laughs> you didn't need to take that time
1: and no, you did. not at all. Yeah. And that's that's wonderful, isn't it, yeah. what people do?
0: Yeah.
1: And always always hark back to that with with theatre as well, like the stage door. Mm. You know, they're not obliged to stand at the stage door and have photos with you and talk to you and autograph. That's When they walk out the stage door, that's the end of their job. So yeah. no problem walking away. But so many of them give their time yeah. and people who have – you know, autograph photos, chats, um, it's quite amazing, and it happens too with football most of the time.
2: Yeah,
1: if you, if you know, it used to be a lot easier to access, now it's way more harder to get to. But if you go to watch them at training more so, not in a game, it's pretty impossible to get to them, but a training, you know, you invariably can get photos and they'll, they'll stand there and sign an autograph and have a chat and that I understand that you are paying to see them do something that they love and in turn they're getting paid exceptionally well for doing that
0: yeah yeah
1: they've got to treat you right
0: yeah do you do feel like though um i mean and yeah sure there's a transaction and that's the other thing too anybody that ever has a go to me a go at me about studying fans or the music industry i'm like well there would be no industry without the fans like yeah, the no fans, no money yep. no money, no, everybody's doing nope. this on the nights and weekends, which they probably would anyway, but still, you know, you want to be professional right, you want to get paid
2: mm, but, yep.
0: but do you feel like you know, in, within sport, do you think the players are kind of aware of that legacy too, of aware of that role they play in people's lives just the ordinary parts of people's lives that they that yeah. they fulfil
1: I think they understand it, I mean I've seen it, you know Close up, and I've I known a couple of AFL players, and uh, very much that they understood that these people pay to get in. I owe them my time to thank them. And you know, signing an autograph and a photo takes no time. Yeah, right.
2: uh,
1: And then someone have a long chat, and you can't do it because there's so many people, mm. um, so you have to move on a bit. And you have time restraints with you know, the club saying, Come on, guys, we've got to get going, we've got to get going. You know, mm. they, they're mindful of that, but I think the average supporters, and you know, is aware of that as well, but you know they can't take all your time. And I, I'm i aware of that too when I sort of head the stage short to see someone I know, mm-hmm. I will try to make it really brief because I always try to cut it quick and go, hey, you know, jump to your other fans here. They've been waiting. And like, it's okay. And I'm also kind of saying, you know, it's you finish the your job, you're standing out here on the concrete, which can't be good for your legs. And mm-hmm. if you've got another show to do, you go, and they're always like, it's okay, mate. it's okay. Yeah. I'll get to yeah. them. I want to talk to you, which is, you know, one of the nice things, and it happened the other week, which really I was so thrilled about. I was, went to see a show with my daughter, and, and the security basically make you stand across the road, not near the stage door. Yep. So therefore, then, if the people come out and don't want to go and see you, i will just walk away. Yeah. And, and it gives them every right. If they are happy to come over and say hello and take photos and sign things, they'll walk across the road. Right where the fans are staying. And, and they know that at this particular venue. It's the only one that does it right. because there's a, a bit of a, you know, not a, not a big walkway and they'll be holding things up and people try to get out. Yeah. So they've said, go over there. Anyway, and I was waiting for someone. Um, they knew I knew was, I was there, but came out and just walked straight across the road to me. And there was another person who started to sort of move towards and got onto the road. Oh. And she, she just put her hand up and went, no, 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 I'll, I'll see you in a second. Right. And she comes straight to me and gave me a massive hug and we had a chat and then she did go and see these other people. And I remember messaging her after the show to say, that was so kind that you came to me first. Mm. And she goes, well, you never push the, the envelope with us. You wait till we get to you. And she said, but we're conscious of you. You can't stay long because of your situation. Yeah. And if you've made the effort to come to see us, or we're making the effort to come to see you. And I thought, geez, Amy La Palma, Mm -hmm. that's why you're an absolute champion and queen of this industry. Um, And and then my daughter seeing that was also pretty cool that she thought she prioritised my dad, you know, and that was really nice of her to do so. And then, um, you know, it it was getting a bit late and I was starting to wobble. I'm thinking, yeah, i really probably got to get going. I thought, oh, Blake, knows I'm here and I uh, don't know what to do. And then he just comes thundering out and tearing across uh-huh. straight to me. And he goes, is it okay if i give you a hug, man? And I went, no, of course it is. Uh-huh. But again, that was so respectful checking with me that yeah. are you okay? Because, you know, physically I struggle with, but I don't struggle with hugs. But he, he said, are you okay? I'll give you a hug. Yep. And then I had a, a piece of art that he created for me uh-huh. under his synonym of Wolf Bang. And I'd never have a photo taken with the art and me and Blake together, so I brought it along. And as I was getting ready to get the photo, he said, can I put my arm around here? I thought, wow, you really got it, don't you? Yeah. You really get it. You understand absolutely everything. Yeah. And That's why he is just an extraordinary performer. When he comes and does his bows, he is so happy and so giving. And the amount of fandom that he gets in art is extraordinary. I was him, you often think how much you get compared to other people's is astronomical, hmm. and he goes, I I, I don't I, I don't think a lot about it. I go, there's a reason for it, hmm. because you come and say hello, you give people your time, you're nice to them, you give a performance every night, like it's the best one you can give. And he said, well, every person's paid to come every night, regardless whether it's the first show of the week or the eighth show of the week. Yeah. They deserve to get the best show I can give them. I said, man, you. You get it. Yeah. You just get it. You really get it. And Blake Applequist does get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wonder how many of those, those, you know, sports players are like that too, you know, because we'll go, you know, if my husband takes the kids and often he, and I'm so impressed too. Like they'll, yeah. if they win, they lose, whatever, you support your team, but you're also never disrespectful to the people on the other side. You know what I mean? And you're not disrespecting another fair. But also, it's learning that, you know, I mean, the big joke, you always want to win, but you don't want to. Yep. A a win doesn't have to come at the expense of somebody else's fandom, which is what I've really learned. I mean, I always, you know, you'd hope that you'd act that way, but it's so nice to see somebody teaching, you know, teaching somebody how to learn like that. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: being a good sport.
0: Yeah, that's right, but also just saying, well, we all had fun, you know, and some days we win and some days we won't win, but, you know, and the thing I love that's about right. sport that you don't see in music in particular and art so much, and I wish we had more of, again, it's the intergenerational. It's families, you know, yeah. it's families going together. So, you know, my kids will see other little kids dressed up in the same gear, in different gear, yeah. it doesn't matter, but they're all there for the same thing. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's just... They all learn and how to win and lose. They all learn what it's like to be part of it. And I do sort of wish that the arts had more of that. You know, I feel like once you've got you in licensed venues and stuff, obviously you can't, you know. Yeah. Um, yep.
1: yep. And that's there are really, rules around those things, though. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's really, it's hard because then how do you learn? I sort of feel like unless it's something directly targeted to kids, which is good. And I mean, mm. don't get me wrong, targeted kids stuff is yep. great. But it'd be good to be able to kind of do more. All
1: together, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I think yeah. the other thing with sport, as you were saying before, like I had that 12 years in the AFL industry, so I approached my team, like the team I worked for was the team I supported. Right. I was a Richmond supporter all my life, got the Port Adelaide job. No, Port was my whole focus. Right. I supported them, my back for them. and when I got the Hawthorne job, it was Hawthorne. Uh-huh. And when I retired, I went back to Richmond. Right. Uh, and then I still hope Hawthorne and Port do well, but Richmond is my sole hope. Right, and focus, and i would become a fan again. Yeah, but the difference is before I worked for Port, but probably before I got sick, if Richmond would lose, I'd be filthy. Yeah, i would be filthy. Yeah, you know, Monday still not great, Tuesday starting to get the hope up. Wednesday, all right, let's look forward to this week, and things might change. And if we win, you beauty, very happy, great weekend ahead, whatever. <clears throat> it used to dictate a bit of my feeling, right? It doesn't now. If we win, I'm happy. If we lose, I don't like it for about a minute and a half. <laughs> and then that's it. It really doesn't affect my mood anymore. Mm-hmm. Some of my mates will say, that's not true if it's about Newcastle Knights.
2: <laughs>
1: that's only because those jerks dig the boots in and then they make me get me annoyed and they know it and they roll me up. Yeah. But. But being that Newcastle beat the Storm last week, I'm the one doing the riling up this week, and I'm being the jerk this week, sending all the stuff to them and giving it to them, and um, so be it. Yeah. But it doesn't be the way it used to. And even my wife has noticed that change where uh, – massive change where sometimes I'll be watching – she goes, isn't there any footy on tonight? Yep. Well, why haven't you got the footy on? you got music on? I went, yeah, you know, I'm just – how it is lost a bit of passion if it's not my, you know i watch my teams but i used to watch every game and that was part of my job to watch every game to keep an eye on you know all expectations and i also done a bit of work on draft podcasts with drafts for other blokes and uh, junk time pod and and big guests on those shows doing draft analysis and always done pretty good with that and um so i keep my my, eyes and ears on the ground but i haven't done that for the last two years and um, it hasn't grabbed me the way it used to, because it's just changed with the way you know my body is and the way I'm feeling. I, I used to hang out there until it was the last kick of the last game, and, and yeah, I'll, I'll often go to bed at half time if I'm feeling it. Yeah. I'll wake up at three o'clock in the morning and check the phone and go, oh, they won, or they lost, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I know there are other people, who um, live and die by, by the performance of their team. Yeah. Um, is that sad? I don't know.
0: I don't know either. I mean, because I guess it's just different therapy for different things, isn't it?
1: Well, I was just gonna different strokes for different folks. If yeah. that's what they need to get them through, yeah. no one has the right to tell them, pull your head in, don't paint your house in those colours, take all those colours out. that's stupid. Well, hey, if it's not hurting you...
0: <laughs> that's right.
1: Who cares if they're crazy maniac fans who have tattoos of their favourite players on or things like that? I mean, I got the Port Adelaide tattoo when we won the premiership. It was a big thing. <laughs> so the the players said that to me. I remember the players do it, mm. and one of the players said, "Well, you gotta get one." I went, "Ah, it's you guys." He goes, "Hey, you're involved in this getting getting most of these guys to this point. Mm. If it wasn't for you," and I go, "Yeah, but I'm not get. I'll get a different one. I won't get what the players get. I think that." should be solely for you guys a special thing, but I'll, I'll do it. I'll get one done. And they were like, oh, you beauty, thanks. And so I did. So I did. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm proud because that was Port's first one and I was involved. And mm. and I still have my mate who got, well, become mates, the guy who gave me the job at Port Adelaide. I'm still friends with him now, so since 1987 now. So I got that job and we still keep in touch. It's um, uh, 1997 sorry that job was port mm. um, so that's how many a long time ago <laughs>
2: we're,
1: we're friends and still communicate and because um, we still have that you know connection we we don't really talk port now we just talk footy in general and, yeah. and um, that's a good thing and I still do that for with mates talk footy uh, with will Anderson I talk footy because he's a big bulldogs fan and um, we we find that a good connection with us and it's a good way that we chat. Footy doesn't primarily take our chat as our main thing.
2: Mm.
1: Normally, it's how you doing, mate, and how you doing, mate. Yeah. Uh, and we're battling with things and I'm battling with things. And our primary concern is each other.
2: Yeah.
1: And then we'll get on to our footy teams. <laughs> yeah. And then it'll be, uh, hey, mate, look after yourself if you need me. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah.
0: Um, it's good, that it's but there's all-
1: certainly a lot of hooks. I think pretty a lot of hooks. Sport, yeah. got a lot of. Hook. I'm a tennis fan, absolute tennis nut, and I have two theatre friends who are tennis nuts, uh-huh. and we communicate by that. You know, they might be doing shows in Sydney. You know, and I know one of them in their intermission will run off and message me, going, "Oh man, that looks like a great match." And I'm thinking, <laughs> "Are you on tonight?" Yeah, yeah, just intermission. I'm thinking, intermission in a major Sydney show. This was and. Uh-huh major show and this guy's got a great part and he's messaging them like <laughs> jeez and then they run straight back out and start performing incredible but we have that love you know we have a footy love as well Me and Joe Jokoski, great Jokoski and his partner Alana Tranta the three of us chat tennis all year all different tournaments we love it and then when the big ones come we're all over it um, and it's wonderful because I think with Joe and Alana there's a different connection there because I love the footy and Joe's a mental footy nut. And I love tennis. Joe's a mental footy nut. Uh, tennis nut. And theatre, obviously, that's his job. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a rarity to have someone, he said, it's a rarity to be in theatre and have a football fan. Um, <laughs> so be it, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> but we are. Yeah. It, we, we, we chat,
0: you know. It's so great, though, isn't it? Because it is that type of thing that it's something to, it's, it's a, I don't want to say it's an excuse to stay in touch, but it kind of is, isn't it? You know what I mean? No, it
1: is. Yeah. yeah you're right.
0: And, and not, no, in, not in a bad way. And again, this is the thing. Like, people that don't like sport will say, oh, you know, it's all imaginary and I don't get it and whatever. Mm. It's like, well, that's cool. It's not for you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if it's not for you, that's fine. I, I have to admit, I will watch anybody watch sport. That's my favorite yeah. thing is to actually be there. <laughs> I'll, I'll very rarely watch it on my own, but I'll be yeah. with anybody who likes to watch anything because I love yeah. the energy of it, you know what I mean? See how they go, yeah. I'm, And I'm happy to learn, I'm happy to ask, I'm always the person that asks stupid questions. I mean, I love Roy and HG because you just got the energy without, don't let no knowledge get <laughs> in your way. Who needs yeah. the knowledge? Just get in with the energy, you know? Like, yeah. I, I think yeah. that that, and again, maybe that's the thing, you know, the, the, the comparison between it and art for me too. It's like, if you're into it, I want to know what, what makes it great for you. Like, that's but really then there's next want.
1: level too yeah. there's next level that we haven't discussed which we can do briefly yeah. is the United front which is the Australian team yeah. of whatever it, it, mm-hmm. cricket we're all we all all of a sudden in the chat group I got we're all different football teams we're having a crack at each other yeah. when the cricket's on we're on the same side going oh come on we need to do this we should not yeah. do this let's hope that happens and we're all up in the middle of the night watching the game or watching the scores yeah. you know yeah. I I'd be watching this one o'clock in the morning, check. Oh, no, we're in trouble. Oh, oh, got better. Then in the morning, go, oh, oh, how good was that? And rain, rain, you blessed thing. (laughs) The
0: ashes, yeah. Oh,
1: you'll be... And now that has divided two countries. Yeah. This is sport. This is what a bigger divide between us because of rain. Something that... This is the weird thing. I've read a lot about this. The Australian cricket team and us Australians... We didn't make it rain. (laughs) We had no control over that. That's right. It seems to be the thing that's missed. And by the way, that's not our fault that it rains. (laughs) It just did. Are we celebrating that? Yeah, because we didn't want to lose. (laughs) And we haven't lost. Yeah this week, you know, what do we want? Do we want it to rain again for a whole week? Just go, oh, bad luck. Or do we want a game? I think we want a game this time and and wouldn't it be nice to win and just go, well, we beat you 3-1 anyway. Yeah. So that rain one is <laughs> insignificant now, isn't it? But the rain jokes and all that stuff and all the... Po- and so many people together laughing and then you've got English friends, you're going, they're not really happy. Do I bring anything up here? oh <laughs> we're going to get... Yeah, they're going to get me. <laughs> you go, yeah. Rain, rain. And we have another associated level with our netball teams, with yeah. our basketball team, with soccer. our cricket. With soccer our... at the moment. So- well, at soccer at the moment. As absolutely. The women's soccer is just taken over.
0: Oh, it's Sydney. Sydney's and we're all on it. It's so great. I can it's, imagine the vibe, it's eh? So, it's, and it's so great to, you know, I mean, women's sport. Like I, I, this friend of mine who, when we were at school together, All she wanted to do was play soccer and she would have been amazing and she got as far as she could get in mixed teams before they didn't have women's teams anymore or girls anymore and we haven't spoken in like we're Facebook friends but we haven't spoken I reckon in 25 years and I just when the women's team started I couldn't help it Mm. I got so emotional on her behalf I sent her a message and I just said you this is this would have been you you know what I mean? Yeah. And thankfully now, hopefully it could be her daughter if she wanted, or you know. Yeah. But I just sort of think, my goodness, just yeah. you know, and and that's the great thing now too. You, you talk about sport. I mean, talk about the Ashes. Well, where's Elise Perry? Where's all these? You know what I mean? Now, hopefully in another yeah, yeah, we're doing it on time, both fronts.
1: That's, that's right. Like
0: hopefully in another generation's time, we're going to be everybody can participate however they want. You know, to and then you've got all levels of ability sport as well and all that kind of stuff you know that just makes. well
1: think... you're right when they're when we're talking you know um how the uh, disabled athletes were just mm. cast aside unfortunately now it's comes to the fore like i love watching this disa- uh, it's called pdrl in england yeah. physical disability rugby league because of adam hills yeah and now H- hills is switching across to tennis mm. in australia yeah to help um physically disabled people with tennis get on yeah. and play tournaments in front of people. And yeah. like, the wheelchair tennis is actually extraordinary. I yeah. used to love watching the wheelchair tennis.
2: Yeah. Esther
1: Vergier is one of my favourite sports people of all time. Yeah. She's won a billion women's. She's Swedish, I think. I should know. Um, I've got a big tennis ball signed by Esther Vergier. <laughs> years and years ago, 20 years ago. Oh, no. It's now well, 15. What's my son? He's 34. So 18 years ago, he was a ball boy at the Australian Open.
2: Right.
1: So that was some of my favorite times and after the open finished then the wheelchair event started Mm. and they said oh the ball kids you know because you've got to go back to school and i said well what happens they said oh we some kids will do it i said my son will do it Mm. i said then you're taking a week off school he goes yeah no problem (laughs) (laughs) i said you're going to ball boy and there was one match going they stopped it it was at five o'clock and they said okay the ball kids can go now because it's five and i go what's going to happen with the ball they'll just get themselves but they'll make it longer i said he's staying he won't care and no pay or anything. We didn't care about that. Just yeah. I love watching Wheelchair Tennis. It was amazing and is. And look yeah. at, you know, the champion of Dylan Orca. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. Esther Baguia, she won geez, she won everything back then. Oh. Just, she was amazing. Just, you know, I think there's strength and gosh.
0: My first job in the media was actually for the Paralympics at Sydney. Ah. So I went, because I was finishing up my media degree in 2000. So they came and talked to us when we were in first year they came to talk to us and they said oh in third year who wants to we'd love you know you'll be just recent near graduates and we want people for the olympics and blah 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 so nbc and everybody came to try and get people to do you know the main olympics and then after that and at that time i just for whatever reason was too hard whatever whatever but then the abc also put a thing up and said you know a year later does anybody want to come and do the paras Like, yeah, I'd love to do the Paralympics Absolutely, wanted to work for the ABC and just wanted, you know, and so when we, and it's so funny because when we got out there, we were sort of told, you know, all the money, all the effort, all the kind of, you know, interest had gone into NBC and this big international thing. But by the time the Paras came out, after the first day, it became clear and the ABC did what they could do, but they had very little resources, very Mm. little money. We would work in crazy hours and they were bringing all these school kids out to come and watch the games and they were like the atmosphere was (laughs) was something you just you know you just couldn't bottle and it was because it was these young kids too who'd not gotten anywhere near the main olympics because they were too little or it was too expensive or whatever whatever were now being able to participate as well and Mm, they cheered they cheered as if it was Usain Bolt. You know, they cheered as if it was Kathy Freeman. They cheered. You know what I mean? For heats, all
1: encompassing. For heats, yep.
0: not even for finals. Like <laughs> they just loved it so much, and the energy. That's... Then it was so funny because we'd be, you know, I'd be booked for a four-hour shift, you know, from six to ten one night, and then we'd be, they'd be like. Can you, can you do 12 hours? Can you do. You know, we'd just be. And these poor people that were yep. running it were doing their best. They were yep. like working 22 hour days. You know, you'd be logging stuff for radio and for TV and for the early days of the internet and all of it just to try and get, you know, the hunger for it. People were so. Some sort so, of coverage, yeah. But also, people just, they loved it. They just loved it. And rightly so, you know, too. Because the level yep. of you know, commitment and the level of, and again, the sport of it, you know, the rules are different. You're like, so how are you doing that with this set of rules? Wow. You know, how are you doing that with this restriction or with this allowance? Or I was so, so inspiring. And I I don't mean inspiring to be in a, you know, I, I don't mean to be patronizing and say it's inspiring because you're dealing with athletes with limitations what i mean yep. is it was like seeing brand new life forms you know what i mean the kind of what did, what did yep. they say in the uk when they talked yep. about the superhumans but you know that kind of you're getting something brand new you know because you might know yep. what tennis looks like but what does tennis look like when somebody's sitting down jesus yeah you know, what does swimming look like when somebody's only using two limbs rather than four like it's incredible it's so good yep
1: yeah, I agree. It's all-encompassing sport.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think, I mean, I'm just keeping an eye on the time because always, yeah. I, I get the feeling you and I could talk for days, but maybe people might yeah, not I listen agree. to a day. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we've, we've decided, isn't it? We can we can count sport as sure. art therapy.
1: It is well and truly, and I'm sure everyone will agree. <laughs> yeah.
0: And if you don't like sport, that's all right. Just choose another type that's okay. of therapy.
1: Change channel and go to a different therapy. <laughs> that's
0: it. Oh, what? Yeah, that's it. Not for you. For someone else. Absolutely. Well, darling, it's good. always lovely to talk to you.
1: It is. Oh, all right. Bedtime for me. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: You enjoy. I'll go and. I will. I'll, I'll go and do the real job for a while now. Ah.
2: <laughs> uh, whoops.
0: <laughs> ah. It's all right. All right. I'll speak all to you good. soon. See you, See you later. Take care. Bye. Bye. <phone rings>